Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 9th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I wanted to start with like a little tribute here. Okay. R.I.P. to a legend. Absolutely. <laughs> Sad to see DMX go. A legend of certainly our era. That was like an integral part of I don't know high school, college, late grade school. That was yeah. I mean that 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 beat when you started playing that earlier. It's been feels like it's been a long time since I've heard it. It's just immediately start like uh, bobbing your head. Stop. Rough Riders anthem was <laughs> was something that I that might have been uh, middle school or maybe high school then. I'm just something a, else. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. So that was the sad part of Friday, but um, great day of golf. Front, on the golf front, it was a, a continued success at the 2021 Masters. Uh, we had some challengers rise up the leaderboard. It looked like Rose was kind of gagging it all away. It wouldn't even be not in the lead, but second, third, fourth. I mean, it was dire early on for Rosie. Um, thinking maybe you know he'd put Anma back in the bag for round two, just the way things were going. But, you know, a lot of challengers. He held on. Challengers kind of crept up. Mixed bag of guys. Guys we know have played well here before. A leash type. Spieth, obviously, is the headliner. Harmon, who's played well in the last month, three months. Has played, well, has played well in majors, too. This is in his first rodeo. Yeah. And Will Zalatoris, obviously, someone who's played well for a long time now, despite not having a non- card. Non-member, Will Zalatoris. <laughs> We got a great DM from, I want to say, Max Zavachkin. He goes, do you think it's kind of unfair that, you know, Zalatoris is playing with less pressure because he doesn't have any points to protect this weekend? <laughs> so he actually has less pressure. There's nothing to protect. No points. Yeah, he doesn't so have to why. worry about that extra 100 FedEx Cup points He's on the unburdened. Line. He's unburdened. That's why he's swinging free out there. <laughs> why he's, you know, solo second, or uh, T2 with Harmon, I should say, six under. Great day. What were your uh, initial reactions? Um, Awesome, awesome day. I, I think, like, you always wonder when something like that happens in the first round, is this going to be a runaway? And yeah. rarely does that happen at Augusta. Um, sure enough, today the course was a little bit more scorable, I think a little less windy little bit more receptive, little bit easier pins. And all the names, for the most part, you want to see from where they were, like if they were within striking distance, rose to the occasion, really. You know, you saw Spieth, you saw JT, Finau. Um, you know, it, it, it's just the leaderboard's incredible. Tomorrow is going to be awesome. And, Thanks. you know, we should see people continue to separate. Yeah. 
Xander. X-Man's making a push into the top 15. Now, we I should note we're recording this as these guys are finishing up. Reed Berger, that last group is on 17 green. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ just put it out to miss the cut. Um, yeah, it's just, it does feel like there's so many opportunities. Um, someone else also DM'd us, or I think even just tweeted us, like, it feels like the Masters, again, this is a purely anecdotal, anecdotal recency bias, all that. The Masters is like one of those tournaments where it feels like more than ever, guys just go from plus two through on the front to like finishing up three under on the day. Like it just flips so bad. Like getting it back doesn't necessarily mean getting to even par. It could mean like going from two over to two under all of a sudden and you were 55th and now all of a sudden you're 12th and you are right there. It just seems to happen. I think it's just that, cad- that cadence of the course. Yeah. Uh, lends itself so well to it where you've got some really tough stretches. I mean, four through six today was an absolute beast. And um, then you've got, obviously, eight's a good scoring opportunity, but then 13 through 16, you can can play five under. You know, you could Mm -hmm. have a huge swing there if you play it well. And uh, and then seventeen, eighteen aren't aren't picnics picnic finishers coming in. So it's just got such a good cadence. It it it's really incredible. This this leaderboard's amazing. And uh, I mean, today we had a guy who was at the time three shots off the lead break his putter. I mean, <laughs> how amazing is that? That was that would kind of stole the show. I would say <clears throat> the afternoon was quieter compared to the morning we had spieth we had rose uh, a lot of these sort of uh, I, I don't know if it was quieter i just felt like it was guys on cut line drama it was dj's well, yeah, gonna make the yeah, cut Zella his westies Torres. kepka yeah but he C-Woo. was done pretty early siwoo i would say was the the and this i made this point on our bixby hangout which thanks to everyone for attending if you're a subscriber we're gonna do more of those if you'd like to subscribe we had a lot of fun had some great contributions cody Branicky said brian Harmon looks like a, a plainclothes cop with his tailoring that comes to your school to talk to you about not taking drugs or things like that uh just great contributions from the sick shotgunners sickos whatever they're called but i said this earlier like i think the mystique like i'm fine with the tradition of limited tv coverage but now that we have every shot there's camera roll of every shot like that whole like mystique and the wall of it like has come down. Let's just put the rights out to bid for ten eight that, that kind of ten to two window or ten to three window, and you know you make a bunch of money. It just like I, I know the origins and history of it. I'm well versed in that and why there's limited TV coverage and and, um, and the pain points and all. I'm appreciative of all they offer now, but it just feels like a professionally produced broadcast at this point now that we can see every shot wouldn't be that far a bridge or anathema as it would have been in 2000 2005 even so just i'd throw it out there because i thought today was a lot of the action was early yeah the other thing too is like you add that telecast and all of a sudden you have more iconic masters moments that you might miss because of you know uh not having it be televised or them not being in a featured group like today you know it's awesome we can go watch all the shots, which I did, of Spieth and, and JT, but you got Spieth and JT playing in the morning, surging yeah. up the leaderboard, and they aren't in either of the featured groups. And it's just like, God, this 
the stinks and it's You're- it's a major championship and and I think because they give us so much online yeah. with the every shot they get a pass a little bit but like if this was like think about when the P- PGA was on TNT how much oh, you- you know, bones yeah and, and granted they didn't have the digital side of this but but at the same time like the telecast is nice it's nice to have like someone taking you around to all the big shots and in the the every shot is a great is an amazing like as a somebody who covers the sport it's the greatest thing ever yeah but it's a better it's better as a supplement rather than a um main tool that you have to f- kind of find figure it out yeah no this not to not to be negative all negative like the streaming is excellent. It is so good. All the various products and the various like and the quality of it, it's excellent. It just felt like today, man, that ten to kind of three range would have been great to have sort of a producer leading you around. Um, so I would say though, getting back to the original point, the afternoon felt like the biggest firework was Siwoo busting his putter. How did they? I mean, the guy is in contention. And we were in the middle of that hangout thing. We look up, and he's just rolling one on with his. Was it a three wood? Was that the yeah, actual club? Three wood. I think it was okay. He was um, pretty he, good with it. He almost canned it on sixteen, and that yeah. putt on seventeen was really good. I mean, that was a that was a fast, tricky putt that he just cozied right down there. He shot a sixty nine. He held on three under. He's four under t six. So. I mean, have you ever had this happen? I mean, we're, we've seen a couple famous instances. I mean, Woody Austin bent one uh, over Zach his head, Blair. I want to say. Zach Blair. Where was that? I, Quill God, Hollow, been, maybe? Yeah, it might have been Quill Hollow. Um, yeah, and, and uh, Streb at Greenbrier. Wasn't it yeah. at Greenbrier where Streb busted his putter? I think he putted with like a, a low well, three iron or something like that. I, I don't think... Or maybe he even did the sole of the wedge, or the bottom of the wedge. I'm not sure. I think uh, one time a in a tournament, I actually started putting with a wedge because of how bad I was putting with my putter. I did it for like one or two holes. I putted much better, and I went back to the putter. I but, Presumably, he will have something made up or brought an extra and not be uh, out there with his three-wet again tomorrow. So. And so one of the things I saw Justin Ray tweet earlier in response to somebody asked him, about like top strokes gauge approach, you know, Siwoo Kim's lead was at the time leading the Masters in strokes gained approach, and he was four, three shot, three shots off the lead. So I, yeah. I imagine that's probably where a lot of the frustration. This wasn't like just a one putt frustration. This was mounted over days of flagging shots yeah. and not making putts. Um, <laughs> given how good he's hitting it, you got to consider a as like putters turn around quick ball striking sticks around putters turn around quick. Um, he, if ball starts going in the hole, he could really put together a great weekend. And, and yep. he, he, this is a guy that won the players and did it in pretty remarkable and, and boring fashion in the way he put away, put away the field that year. And then the other times he he's won big too. He won huge at Wyndham. I think he won by like six at Wyndham. So, but I think that's where the uh, frustration comes in. But I mean, this is the, this is sort of the, uh, I don't know, the, the great kind of historical, I don't know, uh, um, fallacy that we've come to sort of understand with statistics is that we always thought it was like gentle Ben, Jordan Spieth, and you got to be able to kind of, 
guided around these greens and bombing these 40 footers off the slopes and around, you know, and like, we've kind of come to understand that it is all about approach play and even kind of a, a, a choppy putting week can do it if your approach play is that good. I mean, this is what stats have enlightened us on in the last, I don't know, decade plus. I, this is, you know, honestly, I was thinking about it. Today had some some characteristics that were similar to the uh, the Friday a couple years ago with, with the slide tackle what? and everything. That's yeah. the all-timer. What do you well, have? We had, okay. we had Woozy Present on the bench, case. Woozy battling them for the cut, Woozy on the bench. <laughs> on one leg, on a groin injury. We might have a guest to talk to, first-person account. Of playing with Woozy. He's sitting on the bench at 13. Garrett Morrison, incredible, incredible. Uh, uh, I mean, this is like a Bernie Sanders type moment, like the meme, meme potential with the Woozy on the bench. He could be everywhere. Hey, can I just, can we just spoil it right now? Because before I forget, because yeah. uh, we got the sub. All right, so we're having Jim Herman. He will be a guest. He's our flashback Friday. And we forgot to ask him about Woozy on the bench. If you see the screenshot, he's like all up on top of you, like on the T marker, this bench. You never see it's 13th there. 13th hole. 13th hole. 13th tee box. Presumably, you know, it's there for people to sit on. Never seen it in the course of the Masters, as far as I can recall. Garrett Morrison finds like pretty much every time they've been there, he's sitting down <laughs> just lording over these guys on the tee box. And we asked, uh, we forgot to ask him, but we got a text response saying, a guy who's just gassed. He's like 63. He's got a groin injury. Not only did he sit on the bench there, uh, he apparently was sitting in like the rocking chairs, the lawn chairs on, on 10 when they crossed <laughs> over the nines under the picnic tables. He was just like, he was just trying to take a load off wherever he could. He was in the members' lawn chairs on 10T under, under the umbrella table. So uh, that just wanted to note that before we forgot it, the, the, the many spots where, where Woozy took a load off uh, on Friday and set, uh, Thursday. So and I mean, or what this, else? This wasn't, this wasn't, we didn't have Kierdeck falling down. We didn't no. have Balloon Boy coming out. Slide tackle. <laughs> you know, we didn't have slide tackle, but we had Justin Rose leader, yeah. you know, hit a putt from the fringe that stayed on the fringe. He was, he was a good 40 feet away from the hole. And he had about ten feet of fringe to putt through, and he didn't get it through the fringe. That what was hole an was incredible that? shot. I think it was Three? four. Four. Okay. Four. <laughs> um, and then on six, yeah, he had the ball roll back to his feet. Great pin. That was a good four. After that, I mean, that was a good to get it to up and two from you know very bottom of that hill. I thought six was a great pin. I'm looking at the statistics now. Obviously, toughest hole was five, five, eleven, four, ten. Uh, one, seven, and six. So six did end up, you know, it played over par, three point two three four. But uh, that was a great pin, fun to watch that that stretch. If you could just, that was where I really got hope for Woozy, because he didn't get just absolutely yes! blown out to sea. He somehow got through that stretch. Four was at two forty seven, and uh, I was like, holy! Sh-. I mean, he's he's hanging in there. And uh, yeah, the the carnage. He just ran out of gas. The guy's got groin injury. He's torn groin. He's sixty three. Ball gets ten feet off the ground. Uh, all right, what else happened Friday <laughs> afternoon that that uh, amused you? What you want well, to say I mean, something then about you had, you had all these runs. 
Yeah. Yeah, who's he going for the green on 13? Which was completely absurd. We'll get more color on that later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. then you had, you had, so you had JT and Spieth surging, which wasn't in the telecast which are, window, which is, I think, like, this is the, some of the issue, is, like, all that stuff that we were talking about happened in the telecast window on Friday right. afternoon. Like, a lot of awesome stuff happened in the morning when it wasn't the telecast window. You had Bryson just acted, being Bryson. You yeah. had Adam Scott in a post-round interview, again, doubling down on his take, talking, taunting Bryson, saying, yeah, I mean, he doesn't hit it that far, though. It doesn't go that far. He's swinging so hard at it. I mean, it doesn't really go that far, though. I don't know who that was asking those questions. Somebody with, a, I think, an Australian accent, but he did not seem to be enjoying that person's company in any way, shape, or form. He's staring off. Rarely does he look, like, that pissed. He's never, you know, bubbly. But he looked downright pissed and didn't want to, had no time to listen to, you know, what did, comments. But Don Boy did something early, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he hit it 35 yards short on a par three. He was <laughs> almost 40 yards short of the green. Uh, not of the green, of the flag. And threw his putter or threw his uh, club down, bounced off the turf and caught it with his leg. Amazing baton skills on the follow through <laughs> by the uh, motor mouth, who then. Motormouth boy on six. Did you see that? Little Sluman no. called him out. So Sluman must be doing like streaming coverage, four, five, six. And uh, when he hit it on six, he goes, I missed it. And it went through the green. It went over the green, uh, like lawn right. And, and McDonough, who's amazing. at the, Like if you want to know the power and might of the Masters, you have Sean McDonough. Just happily taking streaming coverage of three holes, like in the middle of the front nine, right? I mean, the guy's done and everything, has a lot of tenure, is good at what he does. He's, yeah, I'll do a, you know, that only at the Masters is, is someone like McDonough doing that. But he just puts it, walks Sluman right into this, puts on a tee, goes, huh? Well, he said he missed it out loud, very, you know, for everyone to hear. Um, but then it went through the green. Is that, I mean, is that going to bother you? It's like, and someone's like, oh yeah, you can't be doing that. Like that is not, that's not, as a player, you don't want to hear that. He goes, that's not helpful. Is it? And Sluman goes, not helpful at all. So they, they were kind of banning on the motor mouth ways of Billy. So he was an early kind of key, uh, character as he always is. An underrated story that I haven't seen get a lot of play. Abe answer who gets assessed that penalty. Yeah. He comes storming back. He's even par. What a round. What a bounce back round. Shoots three under after tough penalty and turns his 73 into 75. And, you know, he's somewhat in the mix. I, I don't think he probably has as much of a chance as he'd have if he was at two under. We recorded a little early. What did you think of that penalty last night? It, I mean, it's the, the letter of the law, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but... I didn't... I, it, it, I mean, it was far from a, a read situation. I don't think he could have yeah. known. I mean, that, well, he it, was penalized because they said it was visible to the naked eye. So it could have been or should have been. So. It didn't seem intentional in any way. And I don't feel like that that amount. Who knows, though? Maybe, yep. you, know, maybe you could feel that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Another thing that happened is Ollie. Ollie hobbling his way onto the right side of the cup line, shot a one under 71. He's two over. 
So he will be playing. Jose Maria Olathebal or Olathebal. Olathebal. Lots of ways he could go that way. You know, not, not a lot of people expected him to be right in the mix for Low Spaniard. Oh, he is. I'm looking to see when the last time he made the cut was 2014. So, a lot of, lot of MCs. He's, Incredible performance today. He's made only two cuts at the Masters since 2006. He's made the cut only twice. This is his third. And he, 2006, he was T3. Good Lord. You know, he just went from top five to just that was it. That, he was kind of pretty much done. But great to have him in the weekend. You had thick boy. Just doing thick boy things. <laughs> How about his quote? I don't have my tools here. I don't have my, all my all my tools. Let me let me try to find that quote. I just I mean he's he's kind of saying saying the quiet part out loud. Like he can't play golf without his 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 green books. He goes, It's my biggest match for sure. Daniel Rapport tweeted this. It's transcript. Uh, talking about how he's met his match in Augusta. I mean, not having the help that sometimes I have on the golf course at other venues with greens books and not having the calibration tools that I usually use, it's definitely a test and something I'm willing to stand up to and try to face the challenge and try to try and conquer it. Oh, it's an yeah, interesting challenge, challenge for me, and I love read it. read greens with your eyes. You know, what a, what a challenge. This is a challenge that millions of golfers face every fucking week. Like, get get over yourself. This is like, a, it, this is an elementary aspect of golf. This is not overcoming a challenge. Calibration tools? They took my calibration tools away. What do you want? So, but hey, to give, battle. To give credit where credit's due. Yep. I, I messaged uh, the great Justin Ray. Okay. Said, hey, what what are Bryson's strokes gain numbers? Now, this was before the second round is over, so this could change, you know, because it's all yeah. based on the field. He's plus 0.64 in round one and plus 2.12 in round two, his career best putting at Augusta National in the last round. So maybe he's figuring it out. We, Making... we saw this with JT. It took JT a number of times around, like, until last year. He had uh-huh. not really figured out the greens. And another guy that relies heavily on green books, you know, it, it seems like it takes, you know, four or five visits, you know, in the Masters to figure it out. And, and we're right there with Bryson now. Where are you on JT right now? You, I think I saw a tweet from you that suggested he's kind of in that player zone. He flub, he lipped out like a, just a little bunny putt on 18 for a bogey to drop back to four under. But uh, where are you kind of? in the danger zone where you think he's kind of the favorite lurking I, I about think to take I would, this? I might put him as the favorite right now. He's okay. He seems to be, you know, the thing about it was he was in the middle of the round. He had played the par fives even, and I think he was in eighth place. So he's uh, not even, you know, he took advantage of him finally on the back nine. But, you know, he hasn't, hadn't been playing the par fives well, and he was right in it. And, and that's the scary thing. It's like that's what JT does about as well as any player on the, on the planet. And, you know, probably the two other guys that do it nearly as well as him, DJs didn't make the cut, and, uh, and Bryson is, is a few f- further back. So okay. I would say 
DJ uh, is probably my uh, my guy that I would tab as the favorite at this point. It seems like there aren't any poofers in the top ten or so. Uh, you know, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify Harmon as a poofer, but he's not long. No. Yeah, it, it is a lot of power players. The cheeseburger, the group at four under is great. The cheeseburger, who had the round of the day uh, for a while there, 66. I think that's still held up as the round of the day. Finau, who matched him. JT, Siwoo, and Cam Champ and Hideki. Cameron Champ, how about that? Good for him. He's not yeah. played great, I don't think, coming into this. He's had some big numbers, I think, in the recent months. But that's sort of the Cam Champ experience, right? Like where he misses a bunch of cuts and then wins, you know, uh, all of a sudden, but just his second Masters, I believe, and he's I mean, shot a sixty-nine. He murders the ball, as we know, and he's hitting seventy-five percent of his fairways. So, yeah, that's on. a lot of wedges, and yep. from from places that are very advantageous. So he's driving the ball great, and we've seen like when he drives it well and putts well, he's pretty tough to beat because like you know that's occupies a lot of uh, of of advantage you could gain. You know, when you do both those things well. Yep. Uh, so we've talked about JT maybe as a favorite. Where are you on Spieth? He's five under. He shot a 68. And I don't mean to do the whole, like, cliche thing. Like, that honestly felt like maybe the worst number he could post today. He just looks so in control. Like, should have birdied five. Hardest hole in the course. Like, just left it a revolution short or so. Like, just the whole driving and... Uh, T to green is just feels like it's on a strain right now. And, and he, he, when he's missing, like, or, or it's that wipe right when he misses and, and that's good, you know, cause that's like the ball lands soft. It's, we aren't seeing the two way. We aren't seeing the ball go left. It just feels like he's getting the ball to like every shelf or every right spot. Even if it's still like, you know, it's a two putt par, he just, you know, a tap-in part five is good. At six, he throws it all the way to the back. It, it just Then he gets a bonus at 17, he rolls in, whatever, a 40-footer. Um, at 68, just felt like one of the, the lower, the, what about right, could have been lower, is what I would say. Um, and he's five under, he's two back. A lot of, I think he'll be in the penultimate group now with, uh, uh, with Leishman, I guess it would be. No, or, or one of the fours, maybe JT. Actually, he might be in the the third to last group. So, I think Are he, you... I think he's in. The, he would be in with Leishman. Okay. Or, okay. yeah, because then... it, it, it's going to go. No, it'll go Rose, Zalatoris, Harmon, Leishman, and then Spieth and and, then... and uh, Weisberger. Weisberger was in first. The cheeseburger, burnt cheeseburger. Yeah. Great big day for for your guy. That that great glorious nickname that you have. How about uh, that? For... Paulie talked me off him. I'm so mad about that. You I was always all do over this. the burnt cheeseburger. These majors. You throw Polly under the bus on one tip. When you it's like hear 18 some... holes in, and then it comes back, and Polly's always vindicated by Sunday night, I feel like. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. So, like, you know, you, when you have a website, you can track all these, like, analytics, right? And you see yeah. how many visitors you have. And, like, sure. it seems like every year, the last couple of years, like, We've like gained foothold on SEO on this random 2016 article about long shots we love. 
And like people search masters long shots and it's like on the first page of Google oh results. So people flood onto the fried egg website and they, they come to this 2016 long shots article. There's five guys, four of them are not in the field, but I'm vindicated that one of them is, and it's burned Wiesberger. The burnt cheeseburger is a long shot we've loved for five years with the fried egg. And and people from Google have been reading about it all the time. It's like Charlie Hoffman. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. I I mean it's just ridiculous. Uh, I love that. that. Yeah, we Oh oh, Jamie Donaldson. One well, like a random would pop up to the top of the leaderboard. You'd be like, who is this guy? A random for the, you know, the casual fan. And yeah, people just flock to that kind of crap. Uh, that's great. The cheeseburger. Good for him. Any other guys at the top of the leaderboard or within striking I mean, Fidel's kind of came in under the radar. He hadn't been playing super great before this. And I feel yeah. like what he got to do was like skip all the questions and all the attention of like, That's why aren't true. you win- winning? And like, here he is again, like major championships. Tony Fidau is just nails. Whether he wins or not, like we've seen so many great players like play great in majors for so long before winning. And and he just is right there. And, and you know, last year's PGA, I thought he 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 didn't lose that. Morikawa won that, and he played really well down the stretch, and he always seems to play well here at Augusta. Yep. And is he's not even hitting the ball great. Like, it seems, you know, he's missing a lot of greens. He's getting up and down a ton. Yep. Yep. I, um... What do you think about Zalatoris? A little pretender contender. Uh, pretender contender. I mean, contender. Non, non, non-member Will Zalatoris. Contender. Of course he's a contender. He... Hits the, he's yeah. He hits the hell out of the ball. Tita Green, he's he's perfect. The, the putting's always been the issue with him. How could you say he's a pretender because of the whole first timer thing? That I mean, that's just because he's not a PGA Tour member. Oh, okay, that's sure. But like we said, he's, he's not eligible no for points. the uh, for the FedEx Cup. So how could he be a contender? <laughs> so what Will if, nice, what if he got Will his green nice jacket and he's just like, I'm just, it's nice to have, but I'm just so happy I can now have some points, collect my points, courier cup. I was thinking about this last night. How baller of a move would it be to win the Masters, get the green jacket, and then you know how you get invited to PGA Tour membership if he turned it down? He's like, nah, I'm doing all right without it. I want to roam, roam free for a little bit. <laughs> so Will Knights found this stat. If Will Zalatoris finishes solo second this week, he will have earned over 1,000 FedEx Cup points. And what what do you what does that mean? Since nobody knows what that nobody actually knows. means, some amount of sumo <laughs> oranges. I know we did the conversion one. That would put him somewhere in the top 20 of the FedEx Cup standings. Asterisk if he was eligible. Not eligible. Not not how it works. Whatever. So he has to um, win to be eligible. Yep. All right. Uh, so those, anything else? Who are contender pretenders you got? Anybody? I mean, they're all contenders. There's no one that jumps off the page to me. I guess my Brian Harmon. Pretender. All right. Oh, I thought you were saying he's a pretender. I, I, I don't think I could say that. There's nobody I would. You don't think the like cheeseburger? There's nobody like the Harold Varner of page zone where it's like, that's it's just not going to happen. I, I know it. You know it. Uh, I The cheeseburger... 
did feel like it just kind of a hot hand for about three hours, two, two hours there. He got hot. And that may not be tenable going forward. I, I was, I'll, I was I'll texting, call him a pretender. I was texting Polly irate this morning. And he <laughs> said, you'll thank me when he's T39 <laughs> on Sunday. Ryan Palmer in the top 15. How about that? Even without John Rahm. Um, no, I think, nobody so, feels like... That's the Masters. That, that is the beauty of the Masters. It's a small field. You're not going to get the one-off guy who played well for a day and a half and is in your top 10. No, nobody feels like a pretender right now. Tomorrow, we're going to see real separation occur, I think. And uh, it'll be interesting. It doesn't look like it's going to rain anymore. And I'll, it'll be interesting to see where, where they set it up and what it looks like. But we should see some real separation. And I would guess that by at the end of the day tomorrow, we're talking about five or six guys that have a real, real shot. Do you think Justin Rose is the leader again for the third straight round in a bed to go wire to wire? If I was going to bet on it, I'd say no. What about you? It's a lot of horses chasing him. I think it probably helps that he's playing with, is he playing with Harmon or Zalatoris? Zalatoris. Okay. Probably helps that Zalatoris. Yeah, it's not Spieth or somebody like that. I mean, Um, Brian Harmon made Ricky cry. I think that is wow. Is that the is that the least total combined weight that you could have in the final group of a Masters? I mean, those are two just little pencils out there. Zalatoris and Rose. I mean, Team Rose hits the weight room. I guess they're just they're just narrow. He's got to have a uh, some sort of a fitness sponsor, right? That's true. He's got a sponsor for everything. What was the thing with the Olympics when the Olympics were canceled for Corona? You're talking about a gold medalist. You're and he talking... tweeted out like, well, the Olympics are canceled, but you could can still buy this watch of mine. It was like, oh, thanks. Thanks for trying to hawk the you know, merchandise over this horrible news. Uh, that is, uh, I mean, I know you love to do the, the syllables count, but that's a pretty, that's a pretty leafy paper weight sort of uh, group. Very thin. Thin boys. Not I'll thick, tell you what, thin boy. Zalatoris, that's four-syllable last it name. Is. It is. I didn't even have to clap to get that one. Good job. Good job. All right, let's go to the uh, the folks, the gents heading home. Hey, hey anything else? On, do you have anything on conditions that are pins or anything like that? I mean, we're hearing a lot about... The setup's perfect. Their game, the the... the greens they're losing them they look brown they might be losing them it's all these commentators from you know hundreds of miles away looking on tv we might have gotten a tip should i say this we might have gotten a tip from someone on the ground unsubstantiated rumor unsubstantiated rumor but a friend of the program never been known to lead us astray was there as a patron standing on the 10th green 10th tee as a uh eh, a prominent player maybe a former champion walked off the ninth green on Thursday and said, went straight to a green jacket on the 10th tee and said, you guys have all lost, you have lost the ninth green. So uh, that's maybe, we don't know. It's a rumor. Maybe one player complaint about the greens maybe being lost, but uh, I think it was great. I mean, it wasn't like guys, it wasn't impossible, right? I mean, this wasn't everybody shooting in the eighties. It was, it was fine. No, no, no complaints. It was scorable in the right ways. Um, Hey, before right. we get to those who missed the cut, who's the who are you happiest about making the cut? 
I mean, Ollie's got to be up there. No. Yeah, it's got to be. I think. I think that's no slam dunk. It's great to have a a Masters weekend with Todd. Watch, like he's, he's in even, the mix. He could conceivably. Then they'll do. Are they allowed to talk about a guy who didn't go to UGA and not mention that? No. A guy who went to UGA is in the field. Are they allowed to talk about him and not mention that? Every no. time. Every time. It's, it's just like no other school gets that all the time. I understand the events in Georgia, but I'm talking about it could be in Hawaii. It could be in California. Like, oh, two UGA guys. Oh, the UGA, a, a great player out of lots UGA. Of, they lots of UGA talk guys about that. Make a, so. making waves this year. You got, you know, making the cut. You got your guy Todd. You got Harris English. You got, you got a. Uh, Patrick Reed Patrick counts as former, half, former half of a UGA Patrick guy. Patrick Reed. Yeah. You got yeah. uh, Brian Harmon. Yeah. I mean, lots, of, lots of UGA guys in the mix. Sure. Sink's a Georgia Tech guy, right? Uh, yes, Dewey. Who are you most happy about making the cut? I I think I'd I'd go there. I think you know. I I like Cameron Champ with with the Lee Elder stuff, and Cameron yeah. Champ's been really outspoken about, uh, not outspoken, yeah, outspoken about the racial aspects of golf, and I think it's that's a cool story. And in you know, to his credit, he was out there early on uh, Thursday morning. You know, watching yep. watching the ceremony and everything, and and I think uh, so. That's that's someone I'm I'm kind of rooting for uh, this weekend. Yeah, super damning and revealing story. Uh, when he was doing media, it was like how he went on the range at BMW with the names of people like Brianna Taylor on and Jacob Blake were on his shoes, and like all the people. He said. Three or four people on the range asked, who are those people? Who is that? And that was a BMW in August, I guess, when that mm-hmm. was obviously a fever pitch in the country. So uh, Cameron Champ in the mix. It, great to see him in the top six as it is. All right, guys who are going home early. Jimmy some, Walker. Some will cut he ever play? Will he ever play the Masters again, Jimmy Walker? I think his exemption from Baltus Roll is out. Who knows? Maybe he sneaks in the top fifty in the world at some you point. Know, you know, he's got know. that sneaky stat that he's spent more, uh, almost maybe the most weeks ever as the world number one. Oh, FedEx! You still get three years of that gimmick, and you still kind of get me. I like have to think about like what? What is that stat? Uh, DJ probably the big My one, biggest wounded one. duck. What about him? <laughs> He missed it on the number. Well, he, he was missed right it. there. Yeah, Sergio now missed ten of fourteen cuts since he won at major championships. Kepka, uh, Kepka, you know that's not necessarily a stunner. Hopefully, he didn't damage his knee too much. DJ, I think it the looked one. ridiculous that he was out there playing when he was trying to climb up out there. Like what? What's? It didn't seem like a good idea when he was talking about walking lines. Yeah, that never worked out. It just, it just didn't. It almost felt like he played so he could quote tweet the Brad Faxon rumor that he would be out six to eight months. He played just to get the impressions and the personal satisfaction of saying, I took that personally and memeing that up. That's almost, that was the payoff because it didn't seem like he was in shape to play uh, competitively. And we don't want to see that. We would love to see him competitively, but... 
It felt like it was just sort of thumbing his nose at the people who said he was going to be out a while. And that was the whole purpose of being there. But uh, DJ's a big one. Not necessarily. I wouldn't say it's a stunner. It's a bit of a stunner. He can't get in the top 50. But he hasn't been awesome this year. It's still like the guy's a top 10 machine at Augusta. And once again, just every time I pick like a top five player this year, and one and done, I get zero points out of it. But uh, it's uh, he played like crap, you know. Recent like, guys who've had the weekend off after hadn't have to come back for do? Butler Cabin. Sergio, I'm pretty positive he missed the cut. I know Willett, you know, was barely on tour almost when he came back. He certainly missed the cut. Uh, I mean, if you're DJ, he's going to be in Jupiter by you know. I don't know. Well before last call. He'll be in Jupiter by 10 o'clock tonight. You think he flies down, flies back? Yes. Absolutely. He's got the house rental all weekend. Oh, well, I think... Family's probably up here. I think he'll be fine. Maybe maybe he's... I don't know. Maybe he hangs out. Goes to the Waffle House. Hangs out in Augusta. I I just don't think he will be. Westy? Bummer. Came back strong, made a valiant effort, a sportsman effort, seventy-one, you know, but didn't get that close. Uh, Rory, Rory, how just, how awful does he look right now? It looked like he was going to try to make it interesting, birdieing thirteen and fifteen, and you know, of course, there was a lot of work to do after. What was that shot on ten? I know it's downhill. It's not a comfortable lie. Did you see it into the into the bush into the bushes? He yeah. makes a six. It, it just... was awful, you know. So I was watching live from last night, and Brandel was talking about in a weird way, not a weird, but he, he has an album on his phone dedicated to Rory and Rory Swain, and it's like every sw- every Swain. everybody's into something. It's like his swing every year of his life, like since he was like six. He, and Brando just has these videos and of his swing. Loves it. Loves to go at it, look at it, be inspired by it. And he made the declaration on Thursday night that Thursday's first round was the most unorganized, chaotic he's ever seen Rory's swing. I think he's just kind of a mess right now. That doesn't mean he can't now win, you know. He could win at Kiwa. In a month, yeah. The but, thing he could snap out of it so fast. He's so talented, but it's just it, he hasn't been outside the top fifteen in the world for I think ten years now. We're he's he looks like he's going to drop outside the top fifteen in the world. Are we getting nuts. to, or are we already in the sort of Ernie Els territory with him and Augusta and that kind of unrequited love? And he just is starting to maybe maybe he he might. I think he might not like it. Not the place or the membership proper, but just what it symbolizes, what it's done to him. The course, of course, fits his game, and there's, he should win there and all that. But I think he's kind of drifting into the er- Ernie Els territory of like, I just, I don't like this anymore. I'm not sure I can do this. I mean, he's only 31, which, right. you know, Ernie had these these issues as he called it a fucking nightmare (laughs) well i mean yeah he made those grand declarations in recent years but i think it was kind of in he felt that way much earlier right i mean a decade ago or so i've i've got a love-hate relationship with the place it was always almost like a curse to me 
When a thing stinks you, it keeps stinking you, is what Ernie said. Oh, man. Yeah, so so Roy's, I think, was kind of the big bummer. Uh, not unsurprising, but just sort of... Well, we had someone suggest, is there a pack curse? Because I guess Spieth was the head of the pack in 2018. And is this just sort of like a heavy as the head? Like you're, you're too dis- distracted? You know, he was the, the pack leader in 2018. I don't know. Hey, so. let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think deep down Billy's looking around as the town crier thinking, hey, get on Billy you know, <laughs> Rory might be out as the Prince of Pontevedra since his comments might be out. He's going to assume the throne? Yeah. He could be. He'd probably like nothing more than that. would probably be the highest honor of his career. He'd oh, Billy. That. Billy, Billy, Billy. You really did it this time, Billy. I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> McDonough indignant at him talking about that. Uh, oh, by the way, it was, I think it was Matthew Kirby that sent that theory of the pack curse. Um, so, Arvar to Rory. Woozy didn't make it. So, as much as we tried, Lament, I mean, it was so fun to watch. It was, it was so great there. It was incredible. Um, he was flagging stuff. He was a machine out there. <laughs> We're going to hear more about that at, a, at the end that. of the show. You ready? You have anything All else right. you want to add? Well, no, we'll put it in there. We'll, then let's tie We'll put a, put a bow on this. This is our flashback Friday. We're flashing back to like five hours ago when it felt like Wizzy was going to make the cut. Precision Pro Golf. We had a flashback set. We don't want this to be an hour. It's hour long. Precision Pro Golf has come in for the season, the year, to sponsor Flashback Friday. We've been giving you these every week. Um, I've been using my rangefinder again. I got back out there this week, played a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, first real time using it. Fabulous. Uh, and this, you, you like the you, vibration. Yeah. That's the big thing. On. The pulse vibration. Cause otherwise I'm just an idiot. I could be shooting. You could you know, be over clubbing yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's on the NX nine slope that that happens. They have slope adjusted distances. Obviously that seems like, you know, it's called the slope. They would have that pulse vibration and the magnet. If you're on a cart, you just want to throw it on the cart, stick it to the pole or whatever it is. I love the pulse vibration this week, 2021 masters tournament. Uh, it's $21 off that NX NX nine slope using the code masters 21, $21 off. That's a significant amount of money for, I will say a range finder. That's not going to like break. Gouge the bank. Oh, yeah. God, I had no sense of this market, you know, until it's, it's ridiculous. But this is a prime co- uh, combination of value and quality. Masters 21, $21 yeah. off. Support uh, a company get... that supports independent podcasts, too. Like, that's a great thing. Yep, absolutely. So this is our, uh, I will say, I'm going to save this actually for next week. They did some beta testing. Some, uh, there's some testing. We have some data back on other customer service. Uh, experiences. Let me just say, there isn't anybody out there like Eric taking the calls, getting back to you ASAP. Some amusing, amusing uh, returns on, on this little experiment of, of some of the customer service. But our Flashback Friday is an interview with Jim Herman, made the cut, ca- talking to two raving idiots. idiots complete idiots. In the middle to talk of to two idiots about Woozy. The Masters Tournament, 
He's made the cut. He's playing the weekend at the Masters. And he's got two idiots bugging him about woozy. He gave us some great insight into the course, how it was playing for him, how it was playing different from day to day. And then, of course, a little bit with woozy. We might have had to cut a little bit because... Just didn't want to get anybody in trouble. Yeah, Woozy's got a yeah, might have a mouth, and we didn't want to get anybody in trouble. So, um, so let's run it. Are we good? Anything else? Yeah. To be in, in, thanks to Jim Herman. Let, here's here's interview with Jim Herman. I'm playing with Woozy. For Hopefully, we'll see Jim calls. Herman surge up the board tomorrow. Uh, we now welcome in Jim Herman, who is playing in the current 85th edition of the Masters Tournament, a multiple-time winner on the PGA Tour. He has made the cut at Augusta National this week weekend uh jim thanks so much for joining us congrats on the uh, first yeah. 36 holes there yeah thank you not a problem nice to come on with you guys yeah great playing uh, today was it? yeah um you know when you shoot four over in round one you know you got to put up something you know under par didn't even know exactly what it would have to be but uh two under it looks like it was good enough today what was the big difference between today and yesterday? We, we're seeing a little bit better scoring today. Granted, it still seems very much, very much a challenge. Uh, what what made the difference between today and uh, yesterday? Is it pins or is it is it firmness? Just firmness. The uh, greens are still putting really, really quick, but it's just that uh, sun was out all day yesterday, baking the course, all, especially in the morning and uh, in that early afternoon. Uh, the course was just baked, and uh, that just that little bit of firmness makes a big difference um you know it's, it's still difficult but just being able to predict the bounce a little bit better than we could yesterday was this what you expected i know you went up there in march a little bit and we started hearing rumors that this was going to be as firm and potentially as challenging a masters in a while is it kind of what you saw in march or or have they dialed it up even more or uh, it's totally different i think they they have ways yeah. of ratcheting it up um sure you know at moments notice i, I suppose they I was here a month ago or so at, after the Arnold API, and uh, it, it just no no comparison. So, yeah, how how's it compared to the last time you played? Twenty sixteen was, you know, I don't I don't remember. I know it was a lot chillier. So I think the wind was up, and it was a it was a cooler week um, in general. So I think it was just in general, it was just cooler, and I don't think they had the heat. Um, to, to bake out the greens like it, that it was. But I was so uh, on cloud nine five years ago after winning um, Houston yeah. the, the prior week that uh, whatever happened at Augusta um, was just going to be a bonus. And I, I didn't play terribly, but I just missed the cut by a few. I You know, I don't know if you know this, but this this podcast is the preeminent Ian Woosnam fan podcast. And uh, we saw you played with the Living Legend this week. It, it yeah. seemed like he was battling on the cut line. Talk a little bit about about his play out there. Ian was, you know, just grinding it out. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't one hundred percent healthy. He's had a, a groin pull and was was struggling to just to get around. Uh, obviously, no, everyone knows how hard of a walk it is. And um, you know, he would struggle. You know, get up there, take a practice swing, and just pipe it down the middle. It wasn't, you know, what we're used to seeing. But you know, he was getting it around putts he was making putts especially yesterday he was uh getting it around making some birdies uh, you know through like eight holes yesterday i was you know i was i hadn't made a birdie yet and ian's got a couple birds and you know i was like come on let's go you know he's he can do it <laughs> and 
yeah, he was he was great. We had some great chats. He was talking about uh, how the the pint uh, a pint might help him loosen up a little bit. I'm sure he's having a couple right now. But uh, good man. I really enjoyed playing. With him. I had a great group. Stuart Sink, great man as well. And um, it was yep. nice asking uh, Ian some questions. Was there? I mean, he's. It seemed like every bird, given the injury, given his age, he's obviously done a lot of things in this game. Were, were there? And he's playing from just spot some spots that are just seem given the firmness seems so hard were there some shots that just kind of left you in awe like how is he getting it around here well i was totally shocked at how many times he went for greens on par fives i mean he had no no qualms about pulling out the lumber and throwing a three wood or a five wood into, into these greens i mean there was no layup i mean he didn't he did not lay up i don't think on any of these par fives i mean the one, awesome. it was on 13 i was like he's going for that i can't believe that good for him yeah. you know I'm, I'm debating how i'm gonna try to get a five iron on the green or you know in a good spot and he's just throwing that three wood up at, at the green so good for him and uh you know he's uh he's uh, i guess he's the swashbuckler and you know just going for it giving it all he's got Andy Maker asked a question about kind of the trajectory. It seemed, it seemed like watching all the shots, the great thing about Augusta, you could watch all the shots. It seemed like his trajectory, it just he just couldn't hit the ball high enough to hold a lot of the pins. Like you'd see him land it right in the perfect spot for most players, but his trajectory yeah. was just a little low coming in, so it'd skip over the green. Yeah, that's definitely the uh you know, just the biggest benefit of distance is not always just the uh, the distance off the tee, but those sh- shorter irons coming in. And you know, he had he had some longer irons, hybrids, five woods coming in. And uh, like you said, they just kind of just not a fair fight sometimes. But he was able to get it around, scrap it around, chipping and putting was was a just a wonderful putting exp- ex- expedition. So wow. exhibition. All right. Jim, we we told you no yeah. more than five minutes. We've already violated that. We we want yeah. wish you luck the rest of the weekend, and uh, hopefully we see you skirt up the the leaderboard and get in the mix for uh, for the for Sunday. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it so much. We'll be rooting yep. on. All right. Thanks again to uh, Jim Herman for indulging our, our idiotic takes. Uh, anything else on this yeah, Friday? Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you for a couple predictions. Okay. Who's the guy that's maybe even to two under that you see making making a leap tomorrow? You know one of these guys is going to go out and shoot 65, 66, and, and it's going to be a factor that you know nobody's looking at right now. Even to what was the, what was the second Say part? Say even to, even to two under. Okay. Uh is it too cliche to say Morikawa? What about Fitzpatrick? I, I, I was looking at Morikawa. I mean... I think he's got all the tools to really play well here. Or, or he's, Cameron he's right Smith. In the mix. I mean, Cameron Smith was going to set like the course record today until it just came apart quickly. It's 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 the course record until you you know have to play all eighteen holes, I guess. But <laughs> your dad um, called him called him thick boy. <laughs> well, my dad was my dad apparently is now listening to this quite a bit. This podcast, he goes, is he doing like in a very serious way? Is he is he doing the thick boy thing, Brendan? It looks like he's put on twenty five pounds. He's, it looks he, he's, he's doing. He just looks he's, like he's, he's living life. Is he chasing this thick boy stuff? Uh, <laughs> it made me laugh. But yeah, he he, you know, it looked like he was going to shoot like sixty four. But again, two under. A lot of, I mean, it's hard to pick from. Fitzpatrick's even. We've seen him, 
you know, lead the tournament in birdies before. We've seen him post mid sixties round at Augusta National. So uh, I think Fitzy is a, a great choice there. Corey the Connors, top. sneaky CT machine. Connors has played well here. Yeah, yeah. He's he's yep. a stripe show. What do you make of the actual the term moving day? Seems like I mean, it's just like, like a thing they, for them to say day. on the broadcast. It's just I know. a crush to lean on. Did you hear Faldo? <laughs> on the no. telecast? No. They did that like little tiger montage in the, oh, the, yeah. towards the head. Yeah. And then yeah. he goes, he goes, and we lay down for two minutes and 57 seconds. And many, many say it was my best work ever as a broadcaster. <laughs> I lost it. That was good. That was a great comment. <laughs> but uh yeah moving day tomorrow anything else who's your guy morikawa of that group the, the i was I, I was thinking morikawa i don't know if thick boy could do it he played quite the round today yeah i think there's too many mines out there too many minefields it just comes undone and he gets on tilt a little bit so. hideki have any shot <laughs> no no as much as i'd like to see him i just it feels the so putter tenuous. The yeah. putter is just, there's yeah. no, it's kind of like watching Westy on the greens where you just never expect the ball to go in. Every putt, no matter what the like, you're just on edge about. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That does it. Anything else you want to say on this Friday evening? We've. No, thanks for listening. Soup to nuts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the Bixby Hangout. That was a blast. We had We're going to do more callers. of those. Sign up. Subscribe. We'll give away some coffee-making apparatus. I think I probably owe a million bags of coffee at this point. Let's not bring that up. All right. Maybe so thank we'll you guys it. for your support. we got to figure well, that out. Yeah. Leave. A, you know what we haven't asked for in a while? Does rating and reviewing do anything? I don't know. Do we even know? Rate and review if you want. You don't have to. We're not going to hold a gun to your head. But yeah, thank you for your continued support. Kind words, negative words, whatever you got to say, it all helps. But uh, we'll be back continuing with uh, all weekend long with a daily podcast.